Welcome back to The Chosen Life. And for yet another appearance, we have our superstar guest, Mr. Zachary Rain. Zach, welcome back yet again to The Chosen Life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I got to try and chase Buff Bagwell, so we got to keep coming on. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment. First of all, you were saying as we were about to start that we've coordinated quite nicely. That was not intentional, but we're both wearing black Every tops. time. Every time. You got to love it that this is the Chosen Life podcast. I have the real Mark Bagwell set, and I'm wearing the Steve Carsey Chosen Journey shirt. There you go. So it's just an eclectic mix of everything. You're a walking advertiser. Well, the way today has worked out in tapings, so just so people understand how things go sometimes. First of all, Chosen Life was supposed to be taped this morning. It's actually evening right now because my guest uh, was up all night uh, vomiting, apparently, and not feeling very good. So he was in no condition to tape in the morning. So Zach has graciously agreed to move up his slot and to come on as our emergency taping guest. So Zach, thank you very much. My pleasure. Always uh, happy to be on. And love to have you on, obviously. And the ratings show it because aside from a professional wrestler, you are our top rated guest. So I don't know. You. you come here for the hot takes. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of those. And speaking of Mark Bagwell, turns out I had to do a back-to-back -to -back taping today because unfortunately our good friend Mark Bagwell is uh, on DDP's uh, site. He did announce that Mark has gone to a rehab facility. So we are wishing Mark very well, of course. And of course. I just finished a taping of the real Mark Bagwell, a wrestling docuseries, which you can see on the Corman's YouTube channel and all our outlets by hitting the subscribe button and notifications and watch all our wonderful programs on our channel, including Mark's uh, program. So today I taped with his cousin, first cousin, Jerry Hood, and we discussed actually the DDP announcement how Mark is doing. Uh, Jerry and his family have spoken to Mark recently and he's in really great spirits. I don't want to tease everybody or ruin the surprise, but uh, it was all positivity and wishing Mark really well on his journey. And so uh, we just got to do a lot of tapings in one day and that's the life of podcasting. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And yes, all the best to, to Buff and his family. Always remember, he is Buff. He is the stuff, and the girls just can't get enough. That is his tagline, and there he is right above me, always watching over and flexing and wishing us the best. That's right. So on that token, we're also, Zach uh, did not know I was going to be saying this, but we're very happy to be announcing that there's going to be a new addition to the Chosen Life podcast because we are getting our own theme song. <laughs> right that's amazing so we're finishing the touches on the music video portion of it Ooh. and we have a full length actual theme song and you'll be able to download it onto apple music spotify and every player and you'll be able to click onto our channel and our social media and the full two and a half minute video is going to be there and just like every popular pop song and rock and roll song and rap song. You're going to love it. You're all going to get hooked onto it because it is freaking awesome. And we had a very high level music producer that helped us produce it. We have an actual lead singer and it is in the course of a wrestling theme song. Surprise, surprise. So get ready because I am the destroyer. 
I am the chosen lawyer. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. And uh, you know what? If I'm ever going to be laughing all the way to the bank, you better believe I'll be playing that theme song. So make sure you download and put on repeat, people. Enjoy it. Very good. So Zachary Rain yes, of, of Rain Finance, before we get into all our lovely controversial topics and discussions for today, which, by the way, you pissed off a lot of people on our last episode talking <laughs> about the Toronto Maple Leafs, which we're not going to talk about today, I promise. But you sure got them stirred up with some of your thoughts, and I stirred them up with my thoughts. And people seem to love controversy. So when you're not giving controversial uh, talks on professional hockey and the Toronto Maple Leafs, Zachary Rain, how is life at Rain Finance? Life at Rain Finance is bliss. It is, it's actually, it's been very busy. So <laughs> that's, that's a different story, but it's nice. You know what? It's, I get to, I get to help a wide variety of people, whether it's, you know, through insurance investments or financial planning or group benefits. I actually was just on a group benefits call before we got on and it's, it's a lot of fun. No two days are the same, which is another reason I like the job and I get to meet just some of the most amazing characters you know i i've i've met you know foundational charity leaders you know people who are on the boards of hundreds of millions of dollars of charities and you know then i meet people who just had their first child they just bought their house and they got you know they're all bright-eyed bushy-tailed trying to plan their future so uh it's it's a fun job i can't keep busy enough and uh and i just i'm very fortunate so yeah it's fun do you have any clients or characters that are more interesting or strange than I? I give you a run for your money. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say more. I have one who's very interesting. I'm I'm trying to see if I can get him for your podcast, but um, he he's very. I'm trying to get two people actually. Uh, one is a, like I said, a very very big influence um, in real estate in charity planning, all those kinds of things. Um, and then another one is actually a big time accountant from the Eastern eastern side of our country. And he is big into crypto, a lot of hot takes from him. So uh, trying to get both of them. But I, I, got a, I got a couple of people, none as interesting as you though. I know none as interesting as the chosen lawyer. Is the first one Drake? No, you know what? I don't find Drake that interesting. He's also a client. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but he's not as interesting as you. Yeah, I, I'm. I wish Aubrey. Listen, if you're out there, buddy, and you need any financial advice, Rain Finance for your people. Mr. Aubrey Graham, as you are watching this, you and I both know that you are far more interesting. Uh, but uh, we'll let that one go. Zach is just joking, of course. Oh, of but course. I, I, I have known people that exercised with Drake at the same gym. I think somebody may have been in line with him for smoothies. You know, we got lots of connections out there. So we're like one degree away from Drake. But uh, if he called and begged to come on the show, I would reluctantly accept. And I'll even talk about whatever he wants to talk about, whether it's Rolexes or Jamaican patties or whatever he's into that day. By all means. Um, before we get into uh, even more layers, though, as far as because I have some stuff that's on the brew, which uh, you don't even know yet that we're going to be discussing some we've already oh talked about. I found some good stuff. But <laughs> the first and foremost for the bread and butter is you are in the business of making people money, helping people keep their money, grow their money and be fiscally responsible. Yes, sir. 
So one of the first things you brought up today to me as an idea, and I thought that was the coolest sounding name, was infinite banking. Yeah. So tell me, Zach, infinite banking, is that like when I go into a bank and I get a checking account that has no fees whatsoever, and I could do anything, pay any bills with this account? Is that like an unlimited bank account? What is infinite yeah, exactly. banking? It's got unlimited money for you. No, it's it's this concept. It's taking social media by storm, which is fantastic because, you know, like one of the biggest things in my platform and, and what we do at Rain Finance and just through all our, all our medias is, informing people as best as possible, right? Like I'm an advisor. I don't tell people what to do. I give them advice and I make sure they're informed. That's my job. Um, there's obviously planning aspects to it as well, but that's the main part of the job. And and so I'm finding people all over the place, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn now is popping about infinite banking. And I love that people are talking about it. It's a more popularly known strategy in the US just because of their tax rules, but it's coming to Canada in a big way, uh, especially Toronto and uh, in Vancouver, which is fantastic. I've actually had many people call me from Vancouver to discuss this in the last month, which to me is amazing, just the reach of social media. And you're uh, based in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, as am yes, I. Sir. But you do do you service people all over Canada? I well, not all over yet. So what happens is when you have insurance licenses, you're provincially licensed. But you know, it's kind of like a one sheeter you just send to the government and all the different uh, regulatory bodies across the country, and they'll either give you a quick acceptance, ask you some questions, things like that. Um, so I'm in the process of getting licensed for British Columbia because of these couple individuals in Vancouver who we're going to do infinite banking for. Um, get ready, British Columbia. Grab your checkbooks and get ready because Zachary Rain will get regulated and licensed in your province and he'll be helping you make some money and save your money as well. Go on, Zach. No, thank you. It's just honest to God, it's the real estate side of things, right? So a lot of real estate investors are coming to me for this just because that's the kind of mindset they have. And I'll explain the strategy in a second. Um, but obviously, you have the two hubs of the country where real estate is absolutely popping in Vancouver and Toronto. Um, and so that's just where, where people are reaching out to me. But infinite banking, basically, it's a strategy that it's actually been used for almost 100, I think 130 years now. It's not like it was just introduced today. Rockefellers used it to build their empire. Um, this guy, you may have heard of him, you know, his name is Walt. Um, he owns this little shop called Disney world. Um, he used it to finance the Orlando studios. So it's, it's, or that's universal Orlando theme park, whatever you want to call it. Um, so basically what it is, is you buy permanent life insurance policy, which, you know, I want people to compare it to kind of like a house. You like your primary residence, uh, at least in Canada, where you, it's insurance in a traditional sense where you have a death benefit and coverage in, in that way. So that purpose, it's great for a stock, estate and tax planning. And I'll, I'll explain how the strategy is really applicable for a lot of people uh, in a second. But you have cash value and a lot of people don't know that because they think term insurance is just like you buy it once then you forget it and you know there's no really portion for the people it. so zach for the people out there that you know tend to be sold life insurance what they know is i'm paying this amount every month if something happens to me this is how much my estate is going to get but at some point if i bought it for five years ten years and i have my guaranteed rate then all of a sudden when that time is up and I keep going, my rates go up, right? Yeah, so that's exactly. No, listen, that's, that's a great understanding. And that's term insurance, right? So so let me take a step back then. There's three main type of insurance, life insurances out there. There's what we call term insurance, which is temporary. Then there's permanent insurance and a permanent insurance. That's for life. There's universal life and something called participating life insurance, or some people call it whole life, okay? 
Term insurance is exactly what you're describing. You buy it for, you know, and you can get a different um, metrics depending on who you go to, but most commonly it's 10 year term 10, term 20, term 30, or term to age 65, depending on your age, you choose one of the, one of the four options. Um, and it's like you said, guaranteed rate for however long the term is after that, uh, it's often renewed, which a lot of people don't pay attention for. Um, everybody, you know, PSA out there, check when your renewal is because in renewals are automatic. So that means if, if year 10 just ended, you finished your payments, the insurance company will renew it for another 10 years or it could be on an annual basis. Um, and your premiums, you will see them skyrocket. The reason is, is if, if you are not healthy, you get the insurance renewed automatically. If you are healthy enough to just go buy new insurance, the rates will be significantly cheaper. So the insurance company's assumption is, oh, they're renewing it, which means they must not be healthy. So we're gonna charge them a lot more because it's going to be a greater risk and cost to us. Uh, so that's term insurance. That's the temporary side of things. That's what most people think about. Permanent insurance on the other when, hand. And when, and when they're usually shopping around, they'll say, oh, here's all the different levels of insurance. Well, this is the cheapest, so must be the best. And thinking yeah. of short-term versus long-term, right? Exactly. And and for term insurance, it's a temporary need, right? So you have a mortgage done in 25 years, get a, a term insurance policy for 20, 25 years, and you can just have that to cover the cost of the mortgage when you die, right? Same thing with kids. Most families support their kids to age, you know, anywhere between age 18 to 25. So if you have to support them financially and God forbid mom or dad passes away, they need extra money to support the family moving forward, right? But again, you don't need that for life because eventually your kids become self-sufficient, they become adults, and then you don't need to support them financially, right? So those are things that like just basic temporary needs. Um, when you have permanent needs, which... Uh, you know, not everybody has the, the I would say that the common individual doesn't necessarily have permanent needs. Um, but some individuals do, uh, they have them for life, right? Uh, and more often than not, it's a tax and estate planning type of thing. Um, but in that case, you need permanent insurance, you have whole life insurance or universal life, universal life insurance, it used to be a lot more now it's kind of what you see is what you get. Um, so it's term insurance in the same sense that you buy a policy, the rate is guaranteed uh, for life and the benefit amount doesn't change, but it's permanent. So it's for life. Uh, it used to be something called a T100, which was termed to age 100, which is essentially permanent insurance. I don't know why they called it that. I think that's why they got rid of it because um, no, not too many insurance companies offer it anymore. But if, you know, for instance, John, you said to me, I want to leave my kids $300,000 in, I don't want anything fancy. I want something affordable. Then that's what we do. Universal life, 300 grand. Uh, and, we, and we just, you know, set it out and let it go. Um, not the best option anymore because the growth features are really limited um, and because inflation is going to erode the value of it. So what a lot of people are doing is turning towards whole life insurance, which is where infinite banking comes in, right? We have a policy, think of it like a house, right? Uh, there's no down payment, but if the house is worth 1 million bucks and your insurance benefit is 1 million bucks, well, this is what it's going to cost you every month or every year on an annual basis in order to maintain that policy and potentially even have it grow in value, right? Your house, you know, it's it's no secret in Toronto, you buy a 
house for 200 grand 30 years ago, right? Now the houses are worth two and a half million dollars, right? It's just, it's no different with insurance. It, it grows in value, right? Your property appreciated in value and your insurance will appreciate in value. And there's many components to it because when you, when you buy this type of insurance, you're essentially investing in what's similar to a fund. And the fund is investing in other things. There's investment managers and you earn a return. But the main point of whole life, which is beautiful, right? You have a payment that's split into two portions, okay? Mm -hmm. You have, just like your house, portion goes towards interest. You're never going to see that money again. Uh, and then a portion goes towards your principal, which is equity, right? That's how people end up owning their homes after 25 years, that's it, right? Well, the life insurance portion is amazing. It's just like the interest, it's a small amount. So if you do, you know, let's say a hundred bucks a month, which is very low for infinite banking, but it's just a round number. So let's say you do a hundred bucks a month, five bucks goes towards the cost of insurance, $95 goes towards pure principal equity cash value. And the beauty of this is this cash value, once it's in there, it's not guaranteed to be there, but once it's in there, it'll never go down. So if I went up to you and said, John, I have an asset. I guarantee, contractually speaking, backed by a company that's worth $100 billion, it'll never go down. Will you give me a loan against the value of the asset that'll never go down? Seems like a no-brainer to me. And that's why the banks are doing it. So this sounds to me... It's called life insurance, but in fact, it's like having a savings account. Really, you have a fee to keep yeah. the account going, and you're just putting money away like you would in a savings account, except it's kind of protecting you from yourself and giving you flexible options in the future. Exactly. So a lot hmm. of the people that I work with, and and this is done on a grand scale. So it's not a hundred bucks a month. If you're doing infinite banking, hmm. you're you've already, you know, your TFSAs are fully funded, your RSPs are fully contributed, you have no problem making payments towards your home, RSPs maybe for your kids. Um, maybe you've bought a property out there, maybe you have non-registered investment portfolio. Um, you know, all of these things should be considered before you take on this kind of strategy. And a lot of it is done corporately as well. But I have a lot of real estate investors that I work with just because of the era I'm in and the work that I do. Mm. Um, and and more often than not, they'll come up to me and they'll say, you know, like Zachary, you know, somebody recommended I speak with you. That's how a lot of it starts, right? Referral basis, because I introduced it to one person who needed term insurance. I said, well, maybe you should think about this because you have a different need. Now, now, what is the need? They came to me and they said, Zachary, I have $7 million of real estate, right? I've invested, my parents left me real estate, whatever it is, I have a cottage, and I want to leave it to my kids because who wants to sell real estate in Toronto, right? Well, what a lot of people don't know is, is on death, there's a disposition of sale. So that means whether you sell it or not, you're being charged tax on it. It's capital gains tax. So essentially 26% of your, your asset value, your growth is gone. If you bought it at a million, it's 2 million at death. Of that a million dollars in growth, you're losing about $270,000, give or take. That's a lot of money, is that? It is a lot of money. Okay, so then what do you do, right? Do you refinance the property? Why haven't you already refinanced it to buy more properties, right? Do you sell it? Well, that's just an absolute shame. Why not use life insurance? It's pennies for dollars in the sense that you put in pennies and you end up receiving dollars in the end. Uh, and that's just based off of multipliers and growths. Um so what a lot of them are doing is they're coming to me and they're saying, listen, Zachary, I have an extra, you know, $30,000 a year in disposable income from 
my real estate portfolio, from my investment portfolio, from my job, right? Whatever, you know, maybe they're incorporated, they're a business owner, whatever it is. Um, and I have this tax liability. Well, this is the best strategy for insurance, right? Mm -hmm. You have a need, which the death benefit covers. And on top of that, you have a policy that's going to grow, projected to grow at 6% a year in the lowest interest rate environment we've seen in 25 years, 30 years. So it's only going to go up in value, at least it should only go up in value. Um, and so now what they do is they buy the policy, they get 90% cash value, and I go up to Duca Credit Union or Manulife Bank or Equitable Bank or you know one of the any many lenders out there. And they say, okay, here's a policy. It's guaranteed, never going to go down. Once the money's in there, give them an annual loan advance against the value of the cash value. So what they've done is they bought a life insurance policy that's going to grow essentially at 6%, give or take, tax-free in perpetuity. They put in 30000 I get them, let's just say, $28,000 loan. It's cost them two grand in interest, which interest, if you use for productive purposes, for investments, for business purposes, it's tax-deductible. So you use that now and you have two assets growing for you for the price of one. So Zach, let me ask you two real life examples of people that would come to you potentially and how would you advise them on if, if infinite banking is for them or another form of life insurance? I typically see as a real estate lawyer, young couple, mid thirties, you know, they bought their first house, they over leveraged themselves, they have this giant mortgage, then they also got two car payments. So they're leasing their cars. They got some lines of credit. They got 1.5 children. So let's say they're making combined around 200K. Let's just say that's where they're at in life. So that's what the income is at. They got this giant mortgage. They got car payments, all this other stuff. Is infinite banking for them, Zach? Listen, at the end of the day, it's probably not. Um, mm -hmm. They have a bunch of temporary needs. So it's just like, any type of planning, there's priorities, right? So number one priority for me always is disability insurance. Most people have it through their lines of work. So I don't necessarily need to worry about it too often. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you're your greatest asset. If you can no longer work, you are in trouble. And the reason it's disability insurance is because statistically speaking, there's a way higher chance of you becoming disabled than of you dying at the age of 33 or even 43, right? Is that only physical disability, Zach, or mental disability? No, well? mental too. Mental, mental it's been too. Huge. Over the last, over the last oh. two years, especially, um, and I get claims reports all the time just because I want to see. And when I explain to people how the advantages of it, you know, mental health. There's skeletal is the number one claim for disability insurance, which is just anything re related to your skeleton back area, and the second is mental health issues, depression, anxiety, stress, burnout. Um, all of these things. And and a lot of people don't realize that, but fortunately mm -hmm. I've had clients who have had to go and claim for these reasons as well uh, throughout the pandemic. And thank God they had disability insurance, right? Mental health is a real thing. Absolutely. It's, it's massive. Yeah. Uh, but for this couple, you know, term insurance, term life insurance would definitely be the first, the first discussion, but you know, it, it all depends on what we find in reviewing their situation. I don't anticipate them being able to do infinite banking given their, salary, living in Toronto, and what they already have going on. 
at what stage would this couple likely be in a position to be able to investigate in infinite banking? Maybe in their 50s, once the mortgage is paid off, perhaps? Yeah, I, I would say late 40s, early 50s. Mm -hmm. What a lot of people are actually doing right now, and infinite banking, it, it's everything here in this, in this realm has like a thousand different names. Yes. But what a lot of people are actually doing is using this life insurance strategy as the, the very conservative fixed income portion of their investment and then using it in retirement. Right. So and I, I haven't had the chance to do this just because I don't have too many clients um, who have utilized this and just in the people I've worked with. Um, but uh, I've worked and consulted on other cases because of my specialty in permanent life insurance, where I have a couple who's, you know, maybe 51, 52. Their kids are all at the point where they're growing up, they become more self-sufficient, they have more disposable income. And they say, you know, like, why would I invest in a bond that's going to make me 2% a year? Right. Well, you're not wrong. Why don't we invest in life insurance? It's going to get you, you know, and especially if you take toxic into consideration, if it's protected to hit six for them, it'll probably hit seven or eight percent. Um, and then in retirement, they get a loan against the value of their equity in their in their or the cash value in their life insurance. So it's growing much faster. It's so conservative that it's not, you know, it's not worth, um, you know, risking that much. So that's what a lot of people are doing in, in, uh, in another form. Let's let's try client number two. For this one, I suggest we do some role playing. Do you like role playing, Zach? Sure. I'm happy okay. To role -play. So let's say we got introduced to one another, and you're gonna be you. You're Zachary Rain, right? The Rain Finance. Mm -hmm. And I would say, hello, Zach. I got referred to you from a very good friend. My name is Nazim Kadri. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, it's nice to meet you too. I, I don't I'm know if a, you've heard. I'm of... a big fan of your work, eh? Oh, you've heard of me. Wonderful. Because I used to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs once upon a time. And I'm not that loved there anymore because I kind of blew two playoffs for us. And I also rubbed in the fact that I won the Stanley Cup recently. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Uh, yeah. You know what? I think I saw it once on the news before. So before we get into my situation and everything else, Zach... Um, first question for you is, do you feel that infinite banking would be good for me now that I have signed with a Canadian team and all? Absolutely. For him, especially because athletes are getting paid or sorry, we're doing role play. Okay. Um, Nazim Kadri. I'm Nazim Kadri. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Ready. Stanley um, Cup winner. Congratulations on the Stanley Cup, by the way. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You're getting paid into a corporation as a hockey player, correct? That is absolutely correct. I signed with Calgary because I loved Calgary. I love the winters in Calgary. That was my first choice. I absolutely chose Calgary because I love Calgary. And yes, I am doing tax maximization by being paid in my corporation. Very good, Zach. Very good. Okay. So um, for you, Nazim, I think, you know, there's a lot of deeper planning that can go into it, um, which I'd love to speak with your tax lawyers and, and accountants. Um, I rely on Corman's LLP for my real estate and corporate needs, by the way, in case you need to speak to them. That's not, actually true. That's not actually true, by the way. So we can't actually say that, but I'm just, this is hypothetically, of course, if I was not in country, go on. Yes. And, and, and you should, yes. um, but yes, infinite banking is for you for, for many reasons. One, you know, you're not going to play hockey forever. So we got to make sure that your money is not eroded by the time that you're done. Uh, and it's, you know, sufficiently funded for the rest of your life. Um, two, we want to make sure that we're maximizing your um, asset appreciation between your different corporations, which is what's going to happen. Um, and we're minimizing the taxes that you're going to have to pay. Life insurance grows tax-free, pays out tax-free. 
um, to your corporation. So that's a massive advantage. Uh, and we'd use that on the conservative side of your portfolio. And now again, you got two assets growing for the price of one. Your corporation within the next, what did you sign? Seven years. You signed seven years, right? I signed for seven years, although very likely my contract will be bought out or I will be flipped because on long-term injury or injury reserve because the odds of me making that contract are far and slim, it's which is very... likely why I am in Calgary and not back in Colorado or with the New York Islanders as rumored. Yes, fair enough. Either way, you're going to get paid, though, actually speaking. Ching, ching, guaranteed money, baby. Yes. So so you're going to have upwards of $50 million uh, in your corporation in a very short amount of time, right? So any corporation can uh, start it off at a dollar. That's the value that it's worth, um, which means you have a $50 million gain or appreciation of your corporation that is upwards of, let's just say, what would that be? 50 million is 12, 12.5 is four. So let's say $14 million appreciation at that point um, and or $14 million tax liability. So we're going to have to cover that somehow. Otherwise your kids and your family, your loved ones, whoever you leave your money to um, is going to have to pay that in cold hard cash to CRA. And you know, CRA always gets paid. I have a feeling Zach that I did not make the best move from a tax perspective Versus having signed in the United States and playing for Colorado or playing for the New York Islanders, as was rumored, by going to Calgary and playing Canada, I'm probably going to face a bigger tax hit. Is that correct? You know what, Nazim? I think you have to follow your heart. And because you love Calgary so much, I'm not one to tell you, you know, to live there or not. From a tax perspective, Florida is your best bet. Um, but we all know the cap situations that the Panthers. And Thank the you very much, in. Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, exactly. Right. Zach, since we're friends now, can I level with you a little bit? Sure. Usually, you know, the hottest free agents get picked up right away during the free agency period and everything. I've been kind of dwindling out there for a while, hoping for a bidding war and everything else. Thank goodness the contract came with the money. But Zach, why am I not a member of the Colorado Avalanche of the New York Islanders today? Uh, even though I love Calgary and they were my first choice, what the heck happened to me, Zach? Well, Nazim, I think that that's more of a conversation for your agent. Um, but there's an expression out there that beggars can't be choosers. Um, and you wanted to get paid. And so you went to a place that can afford to pay you. And that and I was not actually Nazim Kadri. I'm the chosen lawyer, but we did effective role playing there. So I know I appeared to be Nazem Kadri, but I was not. Um, Wait, before... John, you're back. Wait, chosen lawyer, welcome back to the podcast. I was actually here the whole time. I was just role-playing again as Nazem Kadri because I thought that'd be a great segue in talking about that. And again, how you know I made you believe that I loved Calgary and that was my first choice, even though that's a bag of lies and no one will ever believe that, ever. Anybody who's ever been to a Calgary winter would never, ever believe that. But we do wish Nazem well, by the way. And no matter what, he will always have that ring in that uh, cup and um, no one can ever take that away from him. Nope, no one can. Good for him. But something that people can't be taken away from is the opportunity to buy housing. So finishing our money discussion before we get to some really juicy gossip, because I got some great, great, great stuff to share with the the, uh, viewers today. Um, Housing market, Zach, in Canada, in the U.S., Inflation is out of control. Interest rates are out of control. 
Zach, what are we telling the young folks here? Want to get into the housing market? Want to buy their first place? What the heck are they to do? Is it better to buy now or before everything gets completely out of control or prices going to drop? Like, what are you hearing, Zach? What's going on in the money market from your perspective? So, so there's a few things going on, right? Um, first and foremost, obviously, because inflation's gone up so much over the last two years. Um, not going to get into why, um, but it has. Uh, and we're at the point where we need to reduce inflation and the government's you know, first objective is always interest rate hikes. So because interest rates are going up so much, the price of purchasing a house has cost a lot more. And then that's obviously just just um, pricing housing down, which is great, especially in Toronto, desperately needed. Um, that being said, now your monthly payment just skyrocketed as well. Um, so it, the balancing effect doesn't really help people at the end of the day. Um, I read, I read a stat the other day, which, you know, it's different for everybody, but, um, and, and then what you buy, but the average Canadian needs to earn $220,000. Sorry, the, the average household needs to earn $220,000 in order to afford a home in Toronto area, which I don't think outrageous. that's going on, Zach. I don't think the average household in Toronto makes 220 plus. Listen, in Toronto, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of money, a lot of money. And just because of the area, everything, you know, wages are are jacked up. Uh, you charge a lot more here than what you could in other areas of the country. That being said, no, no. A lot of people, I also heard a stat that 25% of all housing in in uh, either Toronto or Ontario that is, uh, is uh, owned by uh, large real estate investors. So what do you tell your clients to, to, to get that housing? Do they need to go get a second job? It, listen, it's at the end of the day, it's it's all about balancing risk and reward and what you can afford and what you're willing to do. Um, obviously, they're building skies, you know, <laughs> towers that goes into the sky um, in condos because they're more affordable for most people um, to start. You know, maintenance fees can really kill a few people, um, depending on where you live. Um, and I mean, that's hypothetically and not literally, um, but it, it definitely can hurt you. Um, and. And so what a lot of people are trying to do is balance, you know, do I get a condo with this maintenance fee at this price? Or, you know, do I get a home? Do I get a freehold? Do I get a uh, freehold townhouse? Do I get a freehold um, detached home? Do I get a condo townhouse? You know, there's there's a good amount of options out there. But what I've been discussing with people now is if they can afford the mortgage payment and if they can qualify, right? Mm -hmm. Down payment in Canada it's big, but it's not necessarily the end of the world because we do have high ratio mortgages, which for the majority of the younger population, it's actually a viable option. Um, I, I wish that it didn't come to that, but they've given you the option. They're extending mortgage amortization periods. You know, obviously they extended it from 25 to 30 a couple of years ago. Um, and now they're looking to extend it potentially even past 30 years, um, which is hard. People are going to be paying down their houses for the rest of their lives, but they'll own is the point, I guess, which which is the worst of two evils at this point. Um, you mean like people that uh, lease or finance their cars for seven, eight years? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, that that would drive me bonkers. Uh, thank God none of my clients do it, um, yes. especially because I wouldn't let them. Um, no, he would but, No, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's hard. It's Inflation is really and the interest rate hikes are really, really setting people back years in moving out. It's it's like a lot of politicians, oppositions on either side say, you know, 31-year-olds living in their basement, which is the truth. And it's not even, you know, what it used to be where people used to make fun of these people um, because a lot of people don't have a choice. 
What are you going to do? Not everybody can afford to rent either because rent we're we're in a, a rental market, which the average rent is is no different than a mortgage payment. All the, you're doing the rent is in major cities, payment. including Toronto, jumped thirty percent over the past year. Massive. So it's not like everybody can afford to move out. Um, and and we have to we have to find as many options as possible in Toronto. Most people are lucky because the the appreciation of their of of housing has also gone with mom and dad's appreciation of the house that they bought 30 years ago when it was affordable. So I've seen a lot of parents and I've helped a lot of parents um, take out additional mortgages to help their children with down payments. The bank so of mom and a, dad is uh, awesome. It is. It's not for everyone. Not everybody can do it, but nope. in Toronto uh, we're seeing a lot of that just because of the area we live in, but you know, it's, everything's relative, right? Like if you go five hours North of Toronto too, home doesn't cost a million bucks either. So I got a solution on how to fix money problems and everything else. Why can't people just be the next Jake Paul? So oh, Jake all Paul. you got to do is start a podcast, get big, like the chosen life that you're on right now. That's where Jake Paul started, right? Of course. And then Jake Paul became a celebrity boxer. I box as well. So really, at the end of the day, Zach, what is the difference between me and Jake Paul? And why is he pulling in bazillion dollars and I'm not? What am I missing? Um, I'm doing everything he's doing. I, I think you're you're on your way there. I think he just started a lot earlier than you. Um, I I remember watching Jake Paul years ago as a kid, um, and what he was doing. How so, long has he been around for, Zach? Feels like a year or two. Feels, but is it actually long? I you're probably looking at like ten years by now. Has he been around for ten years? Yeah, because he was on Disney Channel. He had his oh. YouTube platform. He was he was a Vine. Him and his brother Logan, which a lot of people know, Logan Paul and Impulsive as well. Um, He's a WWE wrestler now. He is a WWE wrestler. Um, and they've been and around. Quite were, good at it, actually. Uh, you, it, it's not a surprise to me because anybody who knows him, he was a wrestler in high school. Um, so technically speaking, he has a lot of that knowledge. And the guy's entertaining. So. Did you hang out with them in high school, Zach? Yeah, we were buddies. We st- we still talk all the time. Really. I yeah. did not know that the Pauls went to Thornhill uh, High School in uh, Ontario. Wow. Yeah, of course. Just a couple of kids from the block, from the hood. Wow. And they're hanging out outside the Domino's and the Orange Julius? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... Every town has a Domino's and Orange, and Orange Julius. Every town has a town Dairy Queen, too. No, but seriously, like, okay, so, you know, uh, people consider them good-looking guys, whatever. But that being said, how, Zach, what? Why so to, why are they here and why do we care? Because everybody loves an underdog story, right? Mm-hmm. So what the Pauls have consistently done, A, they're entertaining. They're very entertaining, whether you like them or not. Um, they're, they're a very entertaining bunch. That could be good and bad. Um, but what they do is they also provide hot takes and they often surprise people. So, you know, with Jake Paul, he decided one day I'm going to become a boxer. He dumped millions of dollars into training and building his career. Um, he's an athlete just by nature. Anybody who watches, who's been watching him for a while knows he's been he's an athlete just like his brother. Um, and he decided he was going to take boxing seriously. And so he put in the work. He took on, I can't remember who his first fight was. KSI? No, that was Logan Paul's first fight was KSI. Oh, okay. I think, but. Probably. Um, it could have been KSI. No, he, he's going to fight KSI now. That's, right, Logan is one of fought him, and, and I think they drew or something. But yes. yeah, it, that was a joke fight. Yes. Um, but it was just it was it, they're they're learning and they're they're starting their careers, 
Um, it could have been Nate Robinson that he decided to fight first, Jake Paul, and he knocked him out clean. And it went across the internet viral nuts because that kid who used to do silly pranks and act like a fool is now serious about something. He's serious about boxing. And then he took on a couple of UFC fighters um, who naturally are athletic. And, you know, though boxing is a much different sport. He messed the them up. Well, that's true. They And they have the innate sense to punch and defend as well. And he messed them up. And so uh, every single time every person said, ah, he's going to lose, he went out and he won. Yes. And so, you know, just like any underdog story, people then start want to want to start cheering for you. Um, and he's doing a lot of good for the community now, maybe not before, but now he is as well. So everybody loves him. And, you know, the, the whole vertical of jumping from being a YouTube star or Vine star to YouTube and then YouTube to Disney and then back to YouTube and then to becoming a boxer has just been wild because... You know, how many people can say, you know, John, I've decided that, you know, with the fact that I have millions of dollars, I'm going to go become an NHL player. And then they actually do it. Right. Right. Like it's it's surprising to a lot of people. You mean so like the, Kevin Bacon is also a rock star and uh, exactly. rappers become basketball players and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's amazing. It's it's just like when Michael Jordan decided he wanted to play baseball. Right. Obviously, he was a much superior athlete within his respective sport, but they're just jumping verticals, which I think is awesome. And now everybody's doing it right. KSI decided he's getting in Well, KSI did it first, but KSI, KSI is taking it seriously. Logan Paul is taking it seriously. Um, there's a bunch of people from uh, oh, what's that? What's the house called? They're uh, they're gamers. They're streamers. FaZe Clan. FaZe Clan. They're they're doing a bunch of. Um, a bunch of them decided they're going to get into boxing, and now everybody's deciding they're going to get into boxing. Do you think Jake Paul is into infinite banking, though? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I've had, heard he's a good businessman. He he clipped it somewhere. I don't know where, but I know he clipped it somewhere. Um, he he's very smart. One thing that I can't say the Paul brothers are are poor businessmen. They may do a lot of outrageous stuff that a lot of people don't like, but the Paul brothers, when it comes to their money, they're smart. They are smart. They got on the crypto uh, wagon well before everybody made tons of money in crypto. They got in the NFT band uh, or band. They got in the NFT wagon well before a lot of people made a lot of money there. And now they're launching exchanges, right? Logan Paul's doing that themselves too. Jake Paul started a foundation to help. It's called Boxing Bullies. It's it's to fight bullying. He knows it because he was a bully, which you know he still is. Well, he, he's a bully in, in, in the ring, but yes. outside of the ring, you know, he realized, hey, I'm not a good person. I need to become nicer. Um, and now he's going to help people fight people who are being bullied. Right. They're they're they're, they're fighting bullies, which I think is awesome. That is great. Yeah. So um, both very good businessmen. Have you drinking prime yet? It's in Canada now. Uh, it's, it's, it's coming slowly, slowly. I've, I've had it. It is pretty tasty. Yeah. You enjoyed it? I, did. I haven't tried it yet. I'm, I'm, I want to. I'm waiting to. So now everybody is ready. You know, we teased him a little bit with the Nazem Kadri uh, role playing there. We talked about Jake Paul. Now it's time for some hot takes and controversy. Our boy, our main course. So I got three topics. They're all pretty interrelated. Let's jump into it. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez have gotten married. Jennifer has come to fruition. Very nice. I'm happy for them. Everyone should find love in their life. So Jennifer is what you would call an internal person in love, I guess you can say. 
She has been engaged multiple times, married multiple times. I've seen the collection of the engagement rings. Her first husband, quite fascinating story, actually. Um, Hani something, I think his name is. Anyways, very nice man. Um, he was in love with her. He was a waiter at the restaurant serving her, I believe, where they fell in love. And unfortunately, it did not come to fruition because I think she ended up dating Puff Daddy or P. Diddy at that time. And the first husband has come out and said that I don't see this last thing because Jennifer gets bored and Jennifer moves on. So a little bit of, uh, you know, bad taste, I think, when Jennifer are in love and they're getting married and they're going to have their honeymoon. So I think I should should have waited on that one. But what are we thinking about Jennifer here? Do we see this as internal love, Zach? It's hard because it ain't the first time around. Um, that Jenny from the Block video was very successful, by the way. Yes, no, I, that's true. Um, that very well, but it's 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 not the first time they've been together. Um, I don't know. I very very luckily found love very young. I was nineteen. I met the love of my life. We've been together almost five and a half years now. Um, all I know is that love at first sight exists. I saw her right away. I knew it. Um, I didn't have to come back a second time to reconsider it. Um, so good for them. I, I wish them the best, but is there a shadow of doubt? Yes, absolutely. Person I was reading about yesterday, actually, that is quite upset right now is Alex Rodriguez. As Alex Rodriguez, if I'm not mistaken, was engaged to Jennifer as well. I, I, I might've been engaged too to her. I'm not sure, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure Alex was, and turns out that dating Jennifer was excellent for business for Alex. And he's well on his way to buying a professional basketball team. He was supposed to buy the New York Mets once upon a time, but he was so in love with Jennifer and distracted that he could not go ahead with this purchase of the Mets. But he did buy the, the Minnesota basketball team, but some payments are due. But apparently Alex is having a hard time coming up with his share of the money with his partner. And apparently if he was with Jennifer, business would have been better. So it's quite interesting because I brought up before on gossip that Benifer is a publicist dream. They come together. Now they've broken up. Now they're dating other people and now they're back together and now they're getting married and they're on every single publication that, and we're speaking about it now. So obviously it's working. Mm -hmm. So the question will be, will turmoil come to Benifer and will something split them up? Will somebody wedge something between them? So I'm going to go, I'm going to be generous. I wanted to say over under five years. I'm going to go with over under 10 years. Oh, I got way less than that. How um, long do you give Benifer? Two years. Two years. Yeah. Listen, it's like I said, didn't take me a second look. I knew right away and I, I haven't let go since neither she. So if you were there and then you're like, ah, maybe the timing isn't right and then you go and you try a couple of different things and then you go back and say, okay, let's try now this time. I, I don't know. So Maybe the, public, publicly as a publicity stunt, it's fantastic. Maybe if the checks are rolling in so well, you know, go for it. But they don't have a vote of confidence for me. So you had, you had the honey guy, what his name is from the, the waiter. Then you had the backup dancer, Chris something, right? Mm -hmm. Mark Anthony. I feel like I'm missing one or two husbands there. Was there any other husbands? I know I, a bunch I, of engagements. I don't know if there were more husbands. I know for sure there was a three. 
I have a feeling now, first of all, I mean, Ben has had his demons, certainly, including Nanny Gate scandal. But I think Ben is now on the right ship. This is good for his career. I think he needs to keep the Jennifer Benefer train going for as long as he can. For Jennifer, she got the love of her life. I am seeing here at least five years. I think that the seven-year itch is what's going to get to them. But I think they're going to go strong for a while. I think that they'll maybe take a, a break or they'll have a trial separation, but they will get back to it. They'll never get formally divorced. But something will drive the wedge at the end of the day. I don't see it lasting forever, unfortunately. But we do wish them well. And it is it is great for uh, hot takes and for media attention. Yeah, listen, When unfortunately, when you're in the spotlight and you have a million people looking at what you're, or even more probably for them, you have tens of millions of people watching your every single move. It's not fun to begin with. We talk like, you know, she's had boyfriends here, engagements here. The average person has had many, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever it is, um, and even potentially a couple engagements in their life. Um, so it's not like it's so unheard of for her. Uh, it's just because she's got cameras around her 24-7 that they're, you know, they're in the scrutiny of the public. It's 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 the the double take the coming back for a second round for me that. But do you think this is real now for Benefer? Do you think that this is all a publicity stunt, or do you think that they? I don't act- know. I, I I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't know what they do in you know behind closed doors, and I don't mean that in a, in a crude way. Um, I just don't know what they're like, and I don't know them as humans. But it's just like I said, for me to have to go back to something, you know, because it was working back then, doesn't really doesn't give me confidence. Well, I think Benefer is real, and I hope it is. All I want everybody, everybody should enjoy love in their life. So I, I, I hope the best, or I wish the best for them, and I hope that it is. Um, and you know, prove me wrong. So now, going from real love to what I think is made up, uh, recently announced split for a bit of time is Kim Kardashian with Pete Davidson. Oh boy, that was awesome. You know, I can tell you as a funny whatever guy pete gave guys like me hope so kim if you're watching this uh jump aboard the chosen train and let's see where it goes but uh apparently they did not make it and uh to nobody's surprise even though they got tattoos and he met the kids and apparently pete is now in therapy because of the bullying from kanye and kanye is thrilled about this but have you ever met a bigger pack of lies and stupidity than this relationship, Zach? I just, I'm, I'm a big believer of don't start what you're not going to finish, right? Work, you know, working out, for instance, uh, relationship. I don't know how either of them went up to each other, just decided they were going to become romantic and thought, oh, this is going to last. You know, one is at a much different point in her life than the other. One wants, you know, Pete wanted kids and that's what the public was there. The the the, um, the press was saying, oh, he wants kids. He wants tons of kids. And she says, no, I'm done with kids. And that's often a deal breaker for the majority of people. I think that the sisters sit with their publicists and they're saying, OK, we're all going to date NBA basketball players. Wait a minute. Now we should all date rappers. No, wait a minute. Let's date white tattoo dudes. Sorry, I'm not getting into the cultural thing. But they seems to be a trend because, you know, you got Travis Barker and whoever the heck he married. I can't think of her name right now. Some Kardashian, whatever. And so I think that the Pete Davidson and Travis thing is going away from the cycle. 
and let's just stir up the pot as much as possible and let's see where it's going to stick. And we got a new show on Hulu, I think. I don't know where to get Hulu. I don't know what the show is called, but I know they do have a new show, even though they retired their old show. And this was really great publicity. And I think if you're going to go any different than Kanye, I don't think you can find a bigger opposite than Pete. I think they came to Pete and Pete said, you know what? I'm about to leave at SNL. I need a movie career. Let's get me on every single TV channel and magazine known to man. I'll go along with this. I'll even get a tattoo because I got a tattoo of anything. I like my Big Mac. I'll get a tattoo of that. So that's where that relationship born. They think I'm stupid. I'm not falling for this whatsoever. That relationship is complete horse bleep. And it's finished its course. And the publicist said it's done. There's no more. And let's move on. You know, one thing we have to give credit to is the Kardashian family for staying relevant. They have a license to print money. They they just make good decisions in order to keep themselves relevant. Um, you know, there's and again, this is gonna sound so silly because I, I really don't know them that well. Um, but there's I, I can't remember which one owns a billion dollar makeup company. Um well, so, two of them have makeup companies, Zach, or, but or, one is or a Jenner them. and one is a Kardashian, but they're all the same, yes. Well, you in know, that, right. in a genre, yes. Yeah, yeah. One of them owns a billion dollar company, so you know, good for her. But no matter what, they stay relevant. And I think that's fantastic. Listen, at the end of the day, we should all do our best to do whatever, you know, achieve whatever our goals is. And theirs is to print money. And they are doing it. If I had one person to date, Zach, it would not be from that family, Kim Kardashian, actually, even though I'm sure she's a very nice girl and I wish her very well. But I would, if I have a choice in that family, I would like to be her stepdad. I would date Kris Jenner. I can tell you that uh, growing up in the 80s, I actually had a crush on her. I thought she was awesome. I still think she's awesome. I think she's the smartest person known to man. Um, the people that she marries and builds and empires, I would give her POA over my bank account, whatever she wants. This woman, all she knows how to do is make money. She's a genius and hats off to her. And I think she's a trailblazer. And for all of you that criticize her, she is truly laughing all the way to the bank with her own theme song as well. Oh, of course. No, listen, give credit where credit's due, and I can't blame you. Now, that being said, they say that she pimped out her daughter with the video that came out with Kim. I don't know. I don't care. It's good for business, and they're all laughing. So that's yeah, incredible. But stay away from that one. I'm sure you are. We are all afraid of cancel culture. So we're not going there. This is all lighthearted, obviously. And again, I do not represent Nazim Kadri in any way, but I would if you called <laughs> me. So the last hot take for today, this is not verified yet, but this is apparently brewing right now. There is trouble in paradise between Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Yeah. Oh, no. So I'm really concerned, Zach, because I was reading in style or in touch magazine, I believe yesterday comes up on my feed. Don't ask me why. And apparently <laughs> Megan Fox has had enough of Machine Gun Kelly's party ways on his concert tour. Apparently mm -hmm. he smashed a bottle just for the heck of it. And he likes reactions and attention. And she is feeling that it's a bit too much and overwhelming for her as a parent. And so she thinks she needs a little more of a break and more stability than Machine Gun Kelly. But they're so in love, Zach, and I don't understand. And they are engaged too, I believe. 
So please tell me what is going on with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Listen, at Rain Finance, we do financial planning, insurance, investments, group benefits, you know, um, subtle plug. Um, I don't live the party lifestyle. I don't, I couldn't tell you. All I can tell you is that they're all over the news as well. Um, you could never blame a parent for wanting a, a you know, a better lifestyle for their kid. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one thing or their kids. Uh, um, and it is so obvious that Machine Gun Kelly likes to party. He has a good time. He is a good time. Everybody loves him for that reason um, and loves his music. So if, you know, one isn't conducive for the other, then all the power to her. And at the end of the day, you know, as a parent, you got to do what's best for your kids, right? I don't understand. And Megan Fox approached me. I would give her a kidney right now. If, if, if Megan Fox needs a little more quiet in her life, why can't Machine Gun Kelly just do this? It's a fide position of his to be loud, right? He, he's a rock star, right? Whether that's his actual genre of music rock, it's not. But that's what he does. He lives the rock style lifestyle. And so when you're out, you know, performing concerts across the world, it ain't so quiet. Well, let me ask you this then as a final question. Machine Gun Kelly, as a successful, I guess he's a rapper or whatever he wants to label himself as a musician. Single, I don't believe he has any kids, if I, or maybe he does, but I don't think he does. Let's assume he's single, no kids, party lifestyle. Then you have Megan Fox, Megan Fox actress, divorced, uh, has as a single parent with her child or children. Are both of them in a position, do you feel, to use infinite banking? I knew you were going to go down that route. It's amazing, man, what's going across right here. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to get either of insurance. <laughs> um, Do you think they like, fail the physicals? I think they, they might for the blood test. Um, but listen, I try. I'd be happy to. Do they need it? Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they both need it. So um, it's definitely a good strategy for them as well. But... To, to get them insurance will be very difficult. Though, you know, to, when you live that kind of lifestyle and you're of that affluence, I think there are a whole different insurance world for you. I worked on my first case for a couple guys who make uh, very young, they make a couple million bucks a year and they live the party lifestyle too. And they do more risky activities than most insurance companies are willing to take on. Um, and so I was able to, to meet with these specialty insurers. Man, it's a whole new world. Good for them. So- uh, is it good for them? Is it is infinite banking recommended for them? I don't know them personally. I could definitely imagine it's good for them. Um, but getting insurance may be a little difficult. That's PSA to everybody out there. Don't do drugs. You won't get insurance. Don't do drugs. Do infinite banking. It's Absolutely. way better for your long-term health. So Absolutely. as we're wrapping up today's episode, Zach, and again, you're very gracious to come join us. Our highest rated guest other than Buff Bagwell. And uh, a final thought, because again, we got quite a few people stirred up on the internet, but funny enough, and we weren't going to talk about them, but we're going to kind of talk about them as we wrap up here, is Our that the internet topic. is swirling with the rumor instigated by us. And that is that there's still heavy, heavy talk of Mr. Patrick Kane being traded by the Blackhawks to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And all of you that were laughing at us, real uh, NHL uh, lifelong reporters are all digging around there. They're all saying it's looking real positive. So uh, I'm liking our chances still, Zach. I, I like the chances better of Patrick Kane coming to the Leafs than Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox lasting through to Christmas. You know what? We are pioneers here. 
Okay. We say things that maybe some people don't want to hear. And judging by some of the comments on social media, I've seen a lot of people <laughs> weren't happy with the comments we made. But we said that months ago. And lo and behold, Frank Valley, very popularly known uh, NHL reporter, the Leafs are in discussions for Patrick King. Thank you very much. So all of you that are hitting the subscribe button, the notification bell, and want to watch future episodes of The Chosen Life, please leave your comments below on any medium that you're watching this right now. And I will tell you all this right now that Patrick gets traded to the Maple Leafs. I'm going to stop everything I'm going to do. I'm going to head straight to the studio with Zach. We're going to tape an episode titled I Told You So. And we're literally <laughs> going to spend an hour telling you I told you so. And we're going to be laughing all the way to the bank. So hopefully the Leafs are listening and make the right decision here. And that'll be awesome. And it's always great to be able to be psychics and predict the future. And Absolutely. it'd be fantastic. Zach. My friend, always a pleasure. We're going to have your contact information. As always, people can reach you. And again, what kind of clients are you looking for? And how can people come to you, Zach, and, and get assistance? Absolutely. Um, so I have my website, Rain Finance. Just go rainfinance.ca. I have um, many different media platforms. Instagram, you know, I have a team. They'll respond to you and, and pass your information along. Um, for Instagram, again, Rain Finance, TikTok, Rain Finance. You can add me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to add you. And my email is on my website as well. Um, please reach out. I work with many different individuals. Um, I don't discriminate one from the other. So I don't have, you know, maximum amounts of wealth or minimum amounts of wealth or whatever it is. Um, insurance, life insurance, investments, financial planning, group benefits. I work with many real estate investors. It's becoming a specialty in corporation uh, owners, business owners, professionals, and young families. Those What's more exciting than seeing the light in a young person's eyes trying to plan and achieve goals for their future? So I do that. Heavy tax planning. I uh, love tax planning, everything in a tax planning scope. So those are the type of people I work with. Please feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to discuss with you. Don't charge hourly. So the call is free. And hopefully you're happy with the call at the end. I can tell you that anybody that I know that's worked with Zach has been absolutely thrilled with him. He comes often Thank onto God. the show because he's a great speaker. He knows a ton about a ton of subjects, including money and sports, and actually a genuine, amazing human being. So we are so privileged to have you. And I presume we'll have you back on at least once more before the end of the year. Oh, I appreciate it. It'd be my pleasure to come back on. And, you know, it, it is John's show, so he won't say it himself. Um, but the same goes for The Chosen Lawyer, okay? Corman's LLP. I've had them take care of many of my clients, myself included. Um, and they do an absolutely fantastic John or job. John is a wealth of knowledge, great personality, fun to work with. So don't hesitate to reach out to them, too, for your real estate and corporate law needs. As everybody takes away their uh, their barf bag from listening to our praising ourselves, uh, I thank everybody for listening in. Zach, always a pleasure, my friend, and thank you for thank your you. hot takes. And as we sign off, you know, we grab the pipes. Absolutely, baby. And we say, keep living the chosen, living the chosen life. life.